This is Thursday, December 30th. It's a story I love to tell. It's about John Coltrane, the one affectionately called Train. He nearly died of an overdose in the 1950s, and survival brought him face to face with the God that he discovered loved him. Train came to faith, and he left breadcrumbs throughout his life, leading people to the love and goodness of God. Some of his greatest music resulted from this time. He's one of the most gifted jazz musicians of all time. My favorite of his is a piece entitled, A Love Supreme. It is really all a song of gratitude to God and an offering of his life back to God. After playing this piece, in an extraordinary moment, it is said that he stepped off the stage, he put down his saxophone and said, Nuc dimittis. Now that is the Latin phrase translated from the words of Simeon after he took Jesus in his arms. It means, now dismiss me. Simeon knew that God's promise to send the Messiah had been fulfilled. Here's the passage from the Gospel of Luke where those words were taken. Luke chapter 2, verse 25 to 32. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout and was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah, the Lord's Christ. And Simeon came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, Simeon took him in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. As we're learning about our calling, here is what happened to Simeon. He walked closely enough with God that the Lord let him in on what would be happening when the Messiah came. Now, he didn't know the day or hour, but the Lord revealed to him that he would see the Messiah, the one that would redeem Israel before he died. No doubt he must have gone up to the temple almost every day to see if that would be the day God promised. His mission from God, his calling was simple. He was to wait to watch and pray and wait. We are told what happened when that day came. God revealed to him that this baby being brought into the temple by his parents, this Jesus, was God's chosen one. And when Simeon saw Jesus, he said, I'm done. That's what I've been waiting for. I can go home now, Lord. Dismiss me. Now imagine being so dialed in to God's timing and God's purpose that he could see Jesus. What a joy it must have been. But God's purpose and timing and calling is not in only displayed in Simeon's life. We see God's planning in the life of Jesus. The question of this week is, how do we see God's purpose in our lives? 
Now, I think we read the stories of men like David, who was Israel's king, or Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, or Abraham, and we think that maybe God does work in the lives of a few people, but not in everyone's life, and probably not in my life. It is true that God works differently in the life of every person. God has a unique relationship with each person. But it's also true that each person has a calling from God. God has a purpose for each of us in his world. There is the great king, one such as David. But think about this. There was also the couple that were his parents. The one that helped to raise David and prepare him for his calling. You see, every link in the chain of God's purposes is different, but every link in the chain, in the in his purpose in the world, is important. I love the way it's stated as the spiritual gifts are described to us from 1 Corinthians 12. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. So if the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God has arranged the members in the body, each of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. So the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor can the head say to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. 1 Corinthians 12, 14-22 Now we may be tempted to think that we have little or no importance in God's plan. It is true that our part may seem insignificant, but the truth is that each part is indispensable. This is the way God has chosen to work to accomplish His purposes in the world. The key is to find our part and also to see that we, what we are doing is a part of the whole, part of what God has planned in his sovereignty for the revealing of his glory and for the saving of many people. Now I want to go back to Simeon. Think of how small a part he had in the plan of God. Now step back and see how pivotal his role actually was. Now it's true that Mary had heard from Gabriel, the angel of the Lord, before Jesus was conceived in her by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph was told about Jesus in a dream. Yet here was confirmation for this young couple recruited by God to raise and prepare Jesus. What a gift to them this encounter was. A small prophetic word from someone they didn't even know must have been needed confirmation for them. Here's what happened next. As his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him, Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, 
Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and a sign that is opposed, for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts will be revealed. That's Luke 2, 33-35. Yes, Mary and Joseph must have been stunned to receive this word from Simeon. But God was working, and God would work through Jesus. The message in it all is that each of us matters to God. Even the smallest piece in a puzzle is required to build and make the full picture. Yes, your part in God's plan, living out your calling, is part of how God has planned to bring his picture together. Let's pray. Lord God, we're tempted to think that what we do doesn't really matter. Some days we wonder whether there's a plan for our world at all. Thank you for continually pointing us to Jesus and uh, reminding us that you are at work in our world and in each of us. In your name we pray. Amen.